Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word, means family. <laughs> We're the Mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. Uh, We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity. Getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot from the Messiah. Well, my guest is red hot from the Messiah. His name is James Gall. Uh, He's been a guest previously. And James, uh, I am uh, pretty amazed at your background. I didn't know a lot of these things. And maybe I'll find out a few more things. Uh, When uh, you were born, you were an answer to prayer. Explain that. Yeah, that's really true. You know, in, um, I grew up in rural Missouri, and my mother was a real um, prayer warrior. And, uh, and so it was a little small town in rural Missouri, a little bitty town called Cowgill, 259 people. But on July 3rd, 1951, my mother was expecting with a little boy, and she was five months along pregnant. Her and my dad already had two, two daughters. And then on that day, July 3rd, 1951, so now I'm giving you how old I am. I'm 61, be 62 here in, in uh, July. My mother had a miscarriage, and she lost a little boy. And that day she prayed, and she said, Lord, if you'll give me another son, I'll dedicate him to Christ's service. And then so one year later to the very day, July 3rd, 1952, my mother's name was actually Amanda Elizabeth, like John the Baptist's mother's name was Elizabeth. And Elizabeth means consecrated one. So exactly one year later to the very day, the way I kind of humorously say it, is I came out my mama's womb, I waved my hand, and I said, hallelujah. And, uh, and so Jesus is actually all I've ever known. And I came forth from, again, a consecrated one, and I was an answer to prayer. But at age 20, uh, from what I understand, the prophetic gift erupted. Uh, what triggered that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, there's a couple of things. We all have our pilgrimages, you know, our walks with God. And, and as a kid, you know, I would just go walking out in the country and the railroad tracks and whatever, and I just talked to God, and God would talk back to me, and I thought that was normal Christianity, and I still believe it's normal Christianity. But so I grew up in a conversational communion, you know, with the Lord. But in 1972, when I'm 20 years old, I actually attended uh, Expo 72 uh, in Dallas, Texas at the Cotton Bowl. And at the end of the fifth day, Dr. Billy Graham spoke, and he had you to stand to dedicate your life to full-time Christian service. So this is one of the big Jesus people uh, events. This is my first time to run into the Jesus people. And so I stood to my feet along with 70,000, 80,000 other believers, and I dedicated my life to full-time Christian service. And then it was, then that fall, I go back college, and I ran again into the Jesus people on our college campus. And they started, like, talking to me about being filled 
baptism of the Holy Spirit, stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I've been prayed for a whole year every day to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but the way these guys are talking about it is a little bit different from what from what I know. And so I, you know, then I yielded in, and I just got, I was getting more hungry for God. So it was Thanksgiving break, uh, you know, my, while I was in college, and and uh, and I kept praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then it happened. And when it happened, it happened a little bit different way than what I was expecting, because the first thing that started happening, I started prophesying. Well, do you remember what you prophesied? Yeah, it's really amazing, Sid. I've been, I've been prophesying for 40 years now, 42 years. And the very first prophecy I ever heard was one that came out of my own mouth, and it went like this. As it was in the last week of the earthly ministry of Jesus, and he came to the Father's house, and he cleansed it, and he declared, My Father's house would be called a house of prayer for all the nations. And he turned over the money changers' tables. He went over to the cage where the ceremonial dove was held. He, he loosed it, and the dove was set free. And the children began to praise the Lord. And healing became the children's bread. So will it be in the last week of the last days of Jesus's ministry by the Spirit in the earth realm. He will come once again to visit the Father's house, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will consume him. And he once again will release a declaration in the last week of the last days. And he will say, My house shall be called a house of prayer. For all the nations, and healing once again will be the children's bread, and praise will break out amongst the children, as it was in the last week of the last days of the earthly ministry of Jesus. So will it be in the last week of the last days of his ministry by the Spirit in the earth realm. It was really amazing. Well, well that begs the question, how close are we to that coming to pass right now? dial in and just kind of like even historically analyze this, that was about, that prophecy was about they're going to be the greatest global prayer movement. That's where we're at right now. Today we have, like in uh, Nigeria, they have one million people that pray all Friday night uh, through the night. Seoul, Korea, I've been to... Uh, could you wait a second? Could you imagine what would happen to the United States of America if there were one million Christians praying all through the night? I mean, for, throw out all those bad prophecies I'm hearing about the future of America. They they'll just uh, disintegrate. <laughs> well, I totally agree, and that is this is a big issue, and so the Lord has the great promises for us, and He wants us to become consumed with his presence, and he wants us to be the house of prayer for all nations. So globally, we do have today the largest global prayer movement that there's ever been. We have today all these houses of prayer that are emerging all over the place, and then the prayer networks and and all of this. And so, uh, yep, I see difficult things. I see some real difficult things happening in the nation right now, but I also see uh, the beginning of the third great awakening. And so, uh, yeah,
yeah. So that's the first prophecy that I ever heard was one that came out of my own mouth. Now, the devil tried to take you out with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, why, why, why do you think, what do you see that you're supposed to be doing that caused the devil to try to take you out? You know, that's fascinating if you ask that question. I do get asked that by a lot of people over the years. And so let me give a little background is that I did go through eight years, eight and a half years of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. And, uh, but I've, I've made it and I've been cancer free for four and a half years and I'm not, it's never going to come back again. And in fact, old Roberts prayed for me in his home in Orange County in September before he had passed away in that December. And I, and I actually flew on a plane, went out to his house, had a little white mask on because my white blood count was so low and I'm in his house. And I just had this knowing on the inside of me that I was probably going to be the last person that Roberts was going to pray for that was going to be, you know, confirmed healed of cancer. And so <clears throat> when he prays for me, he puts his hand on my head, kind of shakes me around a little bit, and he says, I eradicate every cancer cell in your body, and I command it to never come back again. Now, I tell you what, it was like a lightning bolt went through me and a supercharge of God's presence. And it hasn't come back, and it's not going to come back. It will never come back. And I just declare that right now. But, you know. Well, I know it's not going to come back. Do you, reason, do you know the reason I know it's not going to come back? Absolutely know it. Because I know a prophecy you journaled uh, when you were 48 years of age, and uh, it had something to do with what you're going to see when you're 70 years of age. And as you just said, uh, you're, you're 61 now, so I know <laughs> it's never going to come back. But, uh, but, but we're out of time, James. And now, I'm going to have you share some of the prophecies that you've seen that are going to happen shortly. But I am so excited to present your brand new book. It's called Living a Supernatural Life. And the thing I love about it is it is 100% scripturally based. And it has as much to say about supernatural character as it has about supernatural power. Now, I wish I had had this book. And it's not just a book. It's a whole kit. It's a, it's, a, it's a brand new book. It's a workbook. It's four messages on uh, audio CD. Uh, I mean, what a foundation. Uh, I don't know what you had when you, were, uh, when you were coming along. But, of course, you had godly parents. I was raised by non-believers. Uh, that were godly for non-believers, but you know, my mother was a bookie. What can I tell you? Uh, but uh, but I wish I had that foundation. But I want to get this foundation. It's solid, solid. You operate in all the gifts of the spirit. You've been to heaven many times. But that's not what this is about. What this is about is solid citizenship to move in the greatest revival the world's about ready to see. And we have a special bonus. Uh, we call the bonus Angels Aware. And this special teaching CD will facilitate you seeing, feeling, being aware of angels in your presence and 
uh, James, you pray a supernatural prayer to increase their ability to see in the angelic realm. We're making this entire package available for a gift of $49. I want you to call right today. The book is called Living a Supernatural Life. In fact, we'll call the whole package that, Living a Supernatural Life. Call our order-only line, one 800 447 2697. 1-800-447-2697. My friend James Gall, who I'm interviewing this week, uh, had cancer. He had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. Uh, and uh, was the uh, prognosis uh, uh, fatal with this cancer from a medical viewpoint, James? Oh, yeah, they actually told me in the very beginning, they said, no one has ever lived past 10 years, is what they told Hmm. me. And I looked them straight in the eye, and I said, you don't know who you're talking to. (laughs) And right then, I said, I'm going to be the first that's ever going to break that, and I And and, and you know, the interesting thing is it came back three times. We found out that Oral Roberts prayed for you, and uh, it's never going to come back again. And how how many years has it been? It's been uh, at least four and a half. Okay. And uh, were you the last person Oral prayed for or saw? I believe so. I believe so. Uh, It was in September in his home in Orange County, and then he did go to be with the Lord the following December. Now, of course, when you had the first time, a friend of mine prayed for you, and you had quite an encounter with the Lord. Uh, His name is Surpriza, uh, and he uh, probably has prayed for more dead people that have come back to life than anyone I've ever heard of. He's African. Uh, Tell me what happened. Yeah, it was really quite amazing. There's always these little parables that seem to be with some of this stuff. And some months ahead of time, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, I want you to keep October in that particular year. I want you to keep it free. He said, I have a surprise, is what he said. <laughs> I have a surprise coming your way. Well, I go, well, what is that? He didn't tell me what it was. So I kept my October a little more fluid in you know my calendar, because often I travel and, and it gets filled up. So I kept the October relatively, you know, free. And then so Pastor Surpresa, but he also goes by surprise. So he comes here to Nashville, Tennessee to minister. And, he's, and that's, of course, is your surprise, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, but that was just, it was amazing. Holy Spirit said ahead of time, I have a surprise for you. So, <laughs> How many people are named surprise? Not too many. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, give me a break. I mean, the Holy Spirit can do that. And it was a play on words. And so he says, I have a surprise for you. So surprise, surprise, it comes to Nashville that October, exactly the way the Lord said. And so um, I have a special time with him. He's praying for me. When he does, heat enters into my actual body. It doesn't only come on me. It comes into my body. And as that's happening, I am, I am like thrown into or I'm moved upon in in such a manner that an open vision occurs. And in this, while this heat is riveting in my body, uh, Jesus appears in a vision to me, and he is standing 
with because like like Revelation chapter one says he has eyes, the flames of fire, and it talks about his feet are burnished, you know, like with fire. Well, he describes himself to me as the man of fire, and as this heat fire is moving through my body, my bloodstream, it would stop and it would rest over an organ of my body, and then it would move on. I actually started perspiring when this happened. And and Jesus, in his open vision, speaks to me, and he starts telling me some of the most amazing things I've ever heard. He said, with every wound, wound I received, I obtained a special level of healing for my people. So he starts taking me to his different wounds. And and he uh, talks to me about how he was pierced through, and and that that he obtained healing of the heart for every person. He takes me to the uh, piercings of his hands, and he is, this was very fascinating. And he said to me, "Did you know that most diseases are transferred by the hand? In other words, like germs, things of this nature, bacteria, and germs." And he said, I obtained healing so that every bacteria and every germ would be conquered. He takes me to the crown of thorns on his head. And he says to me, I obtained through this wounding the healing of every mental illness known to mankind. He turns to his back and I see the riveting of the 39 lashes upon his back. And it was just like almost devastating appearing and looking at this. And, but within every one of these stripes or these wounds of Jesus' back being lacerated, there were names that were written in all of these 39 stripes. And, and I remembered uh, that there was like tuberculosis and, and leukemia and many different things was named. In these stripes, Jesus, it was just absolutely incredible. He takes me to his feet where he was pierced, and he says, I obtained healing for cripples uh, through the wounds that I received. And, and that heat riveted through my body, and um, and I actually was cleansed and, and had a healing that occurred um, right at that time. I, I was actually doing radiation treatments. And uh, I went back to uh, the uh, doctor at that time, and and I told him, I said, I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And I was actually able to stop the radiation treatments right at that time, didn't even finish them, because they did test. And it showed that the uh, cancer had, um, that it was not active at that point. Now, with this information that you know, that you, this is revelation, only God could have told you this, and he did. How do we go from intellectually understanding, and we all understood what you said, to having it manifest in our bodies? Yeah, that's a good one, you know, because for all of us, it's a walk of faith. And there's a walk of, you know, studying to show yourself approved, you know, the scriptures, that you're a workman unto God and all that. And, and so decreeing a thing is really important. Uh, you give me an example. How would you decree a thing, right? In fact, why don't you decree something over people with cancer right now? Right. You know, and you know what you have received, you have authority to give away. So I agree. 
So right now, in the name of the Lord of hosts, in the name of Jesus, that one name that is above every name, I release a decree. Every tumor in people's bodies shall shrink in the name of Jesus. And the fire of the Lord will come upon you even now and will bring supernatural cleansing to toxins and to diseases that are in your body. But right now, what I see is I see tumors, and I command tumors to dry up. I command you to break up. I command you to dissolve and never return Again, in Jesus' name, the book of Job says, you will decree a thing, and it will be established. And so as I've received, I declare there, and the Holy Spirit gave me a dream, and he said, I am sending forth something greater than radiation treatments. I'm sending forth Holy Spirit fire treatments (laughs) to heal people of cancer. So I speak Holy Spirit fire treatments upon people right now, any form of cancer, and I speak Holy Spirit fire treatments to come upon you and to drive the cancer out in Jesus' name. Boy, I can feel the presence. In fact, even before you prayed, I felt the special presence of God, and I almost said, James, what's going on? You're the prophet. Uh, but something was going on even before you prayed, and I'm, I believe that we are going to get reports from all over the world of people that heard that prayer that are going to be set free. And as a matter of fact, uh, you, you want to uh, go on our webpage if you know someone with cancer and have them listen to this particular radio show. Uh, now, now, James, I am fascinated by how many uh, supernatural experiences you've had. You have operated in all the gifts of the Spirit. Um, uh, but w- so why in your book did you not just talk about um, all these amazing experiences and you primarily stuck line upon line for uh, how to live a supernatural life from the Bible. Why, why did you take that approach? What was your reason? One of the things that I'm a little burdened about today is that in the earlier charismatic movement, which you and I were both a part of, is that it was a teaching movement. In today's realm, in this wonderful supernatural culture that exists, the teaching element is a little weaker today. And so I'm finding the need to ground people in the Word of God. Because, you see, here's the deal. We need to be solid in the Word. So then when the devil comes around, he can't steal what God has given. Because then we can declare, like Jesus said, it is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We live by the ever-proceeding Word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So in this wonderful new book that Bill Johnson wrote the foreword for, Living a Supernatural Life, it has 200 scripture references in it, because I want us to be grounded, 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 have tools that will that are, are effective, weapons of warfare, and then we've got to learn to declare the Word, speak the Word, pray the Word, declare the Word, And so I've done this in this manner, because I want you out there. I want you to have tools in your hands. I want you to be inspired. 
I want you to be encouraged. When they find out what you've seen is about ready to break out on planet Earth, the great move of God's Spirit. Now, James, I am so fascinated by so many things of the supernatural variety that have happened in your life. For instance, tell me about that thing that happened in Jakarta, Indonesia, uh, the Muslim bodyguard. Yeah, it's an amazing story. It was just a privilege to be a part of it. This happened just in June of um, uh, this last uh, June 2013. And I'm in Jakarta, Indonesia, and there's like a big conference, like about 5,000 people or more that uh, there. And, of course, that's the largest Muslim-populated nation in the world. And I have a police escort, and I have a professionally trained bodyguard, and I had armor bearers and all of this because of the intensity, you know, of, of all the people and everything. And so anyway, so I'm uh, speaking at this uh, conference, and my professionally trained bodyguard is actually a Muslim. He had never one time ever been in a church or a Christian worship or conference setting in his entire life. And so he's my bodyguard. He's with me everywhere I go. So I'm up there speaking, and I'm releasing prophetic declarations, and then the Holy Spirit is manifesting on thousands of people. While this is happening, this guy gets catapulted into an open vision, and he sees five white beings, and they were five angels that came and appeared to him. And then the next morning, uh, Bill Johnson and I are taking turns teaching, and one of us taught, and then there's the in-between. The guy goes up. It's always his second service he's ever going to be in in his lifetime. He doesn't even know protocol. He takes the microphone, and he tells people, then it's translated from Indonesian over to me in English, and he says, I'm a Muslim. And while Prophet James Gall was ministering, and I'm, and I'm serving Prophet James Gall, and while he was ministering, I had five angels came and appeared to him. The thing that's fascinating is that while Muslims do not obviously see that Jesus is the Messiah, they do believe in prophets. Jesus taught, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. So he was serving me, and he even referred to me as a prophet. So the next day, guess what I was going to speak on, Sid? What? It really made the deal of this. So I'm like arguing with the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm not talking with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says to me, I want you to speak a why I pray and take a stand for Israel. You know, I was going to say that. I should have said it, but go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going like, well, Lord, don't you know where I'm at? This is a Muslim. I said, wrong guy, wrong place, wrong message. I said, what am I supposed to speak on? He says, why I pray and take a stand for Israel. And I go, wrong guy, wrong place, wrong message. Hey, by the way, I did that once in the West Bank in a Muslim area, and they stood up and they started yelling at me, Mossad agent. (laughs) So I understand, but go ahead. (laughs) So anyway, so I go, I just, okay, I yield the right away. So while I'm doing this intense, wonderful message on why I pray and take a stand for Israel, my Muslim bodyguard, in the middle of this message on Israel, and I wondered if this is not tied together, he has another visitation. Jesus and his 12 disciples. I haven't even heard of this one before. Jesus, with his 12 disciples, appears to him, and 
Jesus looks at him and says, would you be one of my disciples? <laughs> so this Muslim man in the middle of this Christian huge, big worship and a supernatural conference, I'm speaking of why I pray and take a stand for Israel, has a visitation where Jesus appears and he gives his life to Jesus. My armor bearer ends up discipling the, my, my um, uh, bodyguard. I have gotten reports since then that the guy has gotten water baptized, that his whole family has come to faith, and he's a member of a church. So isn't that awesome? Uh, James, why is it? I am hearing for the first time in my life, more Muslims are having visitations by Jesus, and now it's starting to happen to Jewish people, visitations of Jesus. Why is this going on right now, prophetically? Oh, because, wow, we need it to happen, you know, just one. But it is a sign of the times. You know, obviously, you know, the book of Acts and the book of Joel says in the last days, I will pour forth my spirit upon all flesh. And old men will dream dreams, and young men will have visions. And so I've been declaring for, mm, I'd say, 15 years that the Islamic veil will be pierced. I've said it all over the world, and I said the Islamic veil will be pierced. I didn't say the Islam will disappear. What I've said is the Islamic veil will be pierced. And I have prophesied, and I'm going to keep on prophesying this until I see it with my own eyes, that whole mosque and minarets are going to be turned over to um, 24-7, 365 relevant places of worship and prayer unto the one true God, and his name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. Hey, hey, wait a second. In addition to the mosques, can we include synagogues in that? Come on. (laughs) Will you proclaim that right now, James? Yes, we will. I just speak. It's time for visitation. It's time for the fire of God. It's time for the wind of the Lord to come, like on the day of Pentecost. And as even as it came into the upper room, so it shall return back to the place of its origin. And we just speak forth the back to Jerusalem movement. And we should say that the Islamic veil will be pierced, but not only will the Islamic veil be pierced, but the blinders shall come off out of the Jewish people's eyes, and they will behold Yeshua is their, our Messiah. And so we speak forth right now to Jew and Gentile across the world, the greatest global awakening the world has ever seen for God's holy name's sake. I'm going to tell you something. It's happening now, but it's going to happen with greater intensity. In 1993, you had nine straight weeks of angelic visitations. Uh, tell me about how it started. <laughs> well, it's pretty amazing. I was teaching at the Grace Training Center in Kansas City, and, and it was the day of the coma. And I always present myself and, and, and you know to the Lord for that special day, the day of the atonement, Yom Kippur, the ten days of all. And so I get home late after teaching a class. And uh, I had an assistant with me in the car, and I told him, I said, God's going to speak tonight. I let my assistant off. I get on home. I crawl into bed, and uh, it's after 11 o'clock. And at 11.59 at night, a lightning bolt struck in the backyard. I wake up, and the lightning from the lightning bolts came crashing through our bedroom window. And a man stood at the end of my bed at 11.59, and it was an angel and he looked straight at me 
And then the clock turns to midnight, and he says, Watch your wife. I'm about to speak to her. And this, on the Day of Atonement, opened up nine straight weeks of angelic visitations. There was a supernatural ball of fire and light that sat over our bedroom dresser from midnight till 5 a.m. in the morning that night. And it opened the door to amazing God encounters, angels, the fire of God, Jesus actually coming and saying a song over us one night. And it was just uh, amazing and a period. And that was a, a whole amazing period of time because there was a, 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 a like, you cross thresholds at different times and seasons. And uh, and that was a threshold that was being crossed. And, you know, the Father's blessing in Toronto then starts to be poured out, you know, just nine, nine straight weeks after this. And so uh, God is good not a respecter of person, and what he did for me, he wants to do for you, and he wants to invade your uncomfortable zones, and he wants to come touch you, love you, heal you, and overpower you with the revelation of his majesty. Well, see, I believe that your brand new book, Living a Supernatural Life, is going to be a handbook for individuals, for families, for Bible studies. It's so solid. It's purely based on the Word of God. Now, are there any born-again, spirit-filled Christians that do not have some of these supernatural gifts? You know, actually, everyone does, but they need to be activated, and we need to get in the right culture for them to be enhanced or empowered. So everybody has this, but some people are dull, but we can all be awakened. That's why I wrote that book, because I want every single believer to be awakened into our full inheritance in Christ Jesus. I, I, I have to tell you, uh, I when I became a believer uh, uh, over 40 years ago now, I I came in in the charismatic movement, and everything was experience. I just wish I had been grounded in the supernatural gifts and the supernatural fruit of the Spirit. And that's why, brand new book, it's for a brand new move of God's Spirit. It's called Living a Supernatural Life, workbook, four messages, and the special bonus CD, how you can be awakened to the angels manifesting in your life, special prayer of impartation. We're making this entire Living a Supernatural Life package available for a gift of $49. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. God told you what is about ready to happen supernaturally on planet Earth. Tell me the good that you see. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, Sid. You know, one of the there's lots of things, but one of the things right now is that the Holy Spirit has spoke so clear to me is that the door of the harvest is open. And one of the uh, and so actually, I was in a service in a church, and a, the door to the church. I'm speaking. The door to the church literally blows open. A wind comes through the door, and I look at this, and I go, 
Lord, what is this? What are you saying? And he speaks to me. He says, the door to the harvest has now been opened. And then just as a little way of like confirming that, then I was at another church and I'm ministering. The Holy Spirit says to me, I want you to like lay hands upon all the people that morning, Sunday morning that are of a different background, different ethnic color background. And I'm going like, well, God, this is kind of like, this isn't going to take very long because I was in a church and in another state and, and there was kind of like a middle class white church. And I'm going, well, that assignment won't take long. Well, it ended up. That Sunday morning, I guess the Holy Spirit sent out a memo, and a bunch of people came that were from many different backgrounds. And so there being a man from Nigeria and someone from Ethiopia and some from Bosnia and, and different places. And there was this little brown couple. And so uh, I'm just going, doing what the Holy Spirit said. So I laid my hands upon them, and I'm just blessing people. I then turned around, I twirled in the Spirit, and I pronounced over this couple. I said, by the way, there's only one God. His name is Jesus. He is the holy man of God, and he wants you to know that he loves you. They raise their hands, they throw their hands in the air, and they say, we want this Jesus. Holy Spirit fell on them. They got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit in that one moment. And this is only one story. I have a bunch of stories. So the background to this, the door of the harvest is open. And I want you out there right now, I want you believing for your loved ones. I want you believing for backslidden people. I want you believing for all your relatives to have visitations to get saved, to be saved, and their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So the background is that this little couple, little that I know, they were from India, and they were Hindus, hmm. and they had never, ever attended a church service in their lifetime. So they come. That week, they met a believer from this particular church. They tell them, we want to meet the Holy Man. We want to meet your most holy man. So this person says, hey, come to church here at this church. Come on Sunday morning, and you'll meet our most holy man. Well, I didn't have a clue that this was going on. If I'd known that, I said I probably would have fasted for 48 hours. I'm not even showing up in a white robe or something, okay? I don't know. Anyway, so... <laughs> That they're, they're, they, they come to meet the holy man. I'm up there and see what I prophesied. I laid my hands on these guys. I didn't know that they weren't even believers. I didn't know that they never attended church. I laid my hands on them, and I said, by the way, there's only one God, because the Hindus worship many gods. I said, there's only one God. Jesus is his name. He's the most holy man. And that day, they met the most holy man, and his name is Jesus. Right now, wherever you're listening, you can meet the most holy man. And I'm just going to exercise faith with you for visitations of whole families, because the door of the harvest is open. So I just speak right now. I pray according to the book of Luke and the book of Matthew. We pray to the Lord of the harvest that he sends forth laborers. I want you to name your family members, and your neighbors, and the people you work with to the Lord right now. And we just say, the word of the Lord goes forth, and laborers are being released right now. And we just declare that hearts of stone are being turned in the hearts of flesh. Why? Because God loves, and God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in Jesus will be saved. And so we speak, the door of the harvest is open. That's only one of the things that I see 
And I believe- uh, what, what do you see from the viewpoint to the miraculous? Oh, there's increase. There's huge increase. I had the voice of the Lord come to me in December in, in my bedroom. I'm not talking in my heart. I'm talking about the external uh, mm. audible voice of the Lord. It came to me and he said, the seeds that the seers and the prophets planted in a younger generation decades ago have now come into fruition. Therefore, there will be now an increase of the word of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit will be on the increase, creating an atmosphere of the fear of the Lord and signs and wonders. And so I'm seeing this already myself. I'm seeing it in the lives of others, and that is where we're at right now. It's another outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it's going to be growing, 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 and increasing in Jesus' name. Help, help me out. You shared on yesterday's broadcast about nine straight weeks of angelic visitations. By the way, how does an angel look? Does it have wings? Uh, how, how, how does the angel normally look to you during those uh, nine straight weeks? You know, that's fascinating because I've had, all, I've had many different angelic visitations. Some angels do appear like in the book of Isaiah with wings. And in Isaiah, the seraphim, they have like a hand that comes out from under the wings. I've seen angels like that. I, but also the book of Hebrews says that be careful how you entertain strangers because you could entertain angels unaware. Now I'm, you know, in this package, they're going to get this amazing, inspirational new message on angels aware that I'm going to be teaching and praying prayers of impartation. So this is just awesome. Have you found that when you pray prayers of impartation, people report back to you, they start having, they touch, or they feel, or they see angels? Oh, absolutely. There's definitely, and you see, what you have experienced, you have the authority to give away. When you've gotten healed of something, you have faith to release healing to others. When you're forgiven, you have faith to help other people get cleansed. When you've been delivered, you have faith to release deliverance to others. When you've had angelic visitations, that realm is so real to you that you have authority to give away what you have received. Okay, you had the nine straight weeks of angelic visitations. Pull out one experience during that time, just one. Yeah, okay, well, one of the nights, there were fireballs. Okay, I know it sounds a little crazy, but it's true. Sounds wonderful to me. (laughs) Go ahead. It does, doesn't it? 29 of them circulating around in the ceiling of the bedroom. And they were just soaring around. And we would pray and we would say, crash upon us. Hit us with the fire of your presence. And then this fireball would come down, hit us on the body. And then it was just like we would be sanctified or just the fire of cleansing or the fire of healing, the fire of empowering would hit us. And we would just say, send another one. And it's like, crash in upon us. And it might be, uh, like, give us, like, more of the fire of his love. And then another would say, come on, Lord, we want more. So right now, where you're at right now, I just speak, you can have more. You can have more. The depth of your hunger is the length of your reach to God. So I just speak forth fire on you right now. (laughs) The fire of his love, the fire of his power the 
fire of his presence, the fire of the, the angelic uh, host. And we just speak upon you right now. Boy, I tell you, this is happening right now. I can sense it in my own body. I can sense it in my heart. I can just sense it in the very room I'm speaking from right now. The fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of angelic activity. Why do I say fire and angels? Because in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 14, it says, Aren't the angels ministering spirits flames of fire right. sent to minister unto those inherit salvation? So I just speak forth fire, even as we had the fire uh, and, 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 and just this uh, increase in fire on the day of Pentecost, something like tongues of fire that rested upon their heads. So this is all totally biblical. So I just speak forth right now. And, and, and fire upon all these people who are wa- listening right now. And they're just going to have increased visitations, increased angelic activity, increased uh, healings. Uh, there's a fire right now that's going to burn uh, in someone's intestines. It's going to burn um, uh, colitis and burn Crohn's disease. And that's just a word of knowledge, but I see that right now. And, and fire is going into people's hearts right now. And someone's getting killed of a heart murmur right now. And the finger of God, the Holy Spirit, is going in with someone who has a hole in their heart, and it's touching them right now. And so just even as we were experiencing these balls of fire, I just, hey, come on, it's going to be great balls of fire, okay? So let more of the fire of God's holy presence be released. And as we've been experiencing nine straight weeks of angelic visitations, I just release upon you right now visitations from heaven because Jesus taught us to pray, kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, James, our, our, our time has slipped away, but the devil wants you to be ignorant of the spiritual gifts. This is God's moment for you. There's a contrast coming between light and darkness, between good and evil between the glory of God and, and, and the false glory of the devil. There is, there is a major distinction of Christians about ready to happen on planet Earth. And the difference will be those that are grounded in supernatural gifting, biblically based, and supernatural fruit of the Spirit, biblically based, they will be the ones that God's going to reach right down and touch And James, I have to believe that your brand new book, this package called Living a Supernatural Life, it's the book, it's the workbook, it's the four messages on CD, it's the special bonus message on understanding the angelic and then you praying a special prayer of impartation to release it on people's uh, lives is part of what is God, God doing at this moment. Now, you took the approach of being a strictly biblical biblical approach, but so few people are grounded in the supernatural from a biblical perspective, and you emphasize the supernatural fruit of the Spirit. How could there be a distinction if Christians aren't walking in the supernatural fruit as well as the gifting? Oh, it's so true. You know, we need character to carry the gifting. I think it was Leonard Ravenhill years ago that said, that with the Word only, you'll dry up, with the Spirit only, you'll blow up, but with the Word and the Spirit, you'll grow up. And that's what I've tried to do. There's 200 Scripture references in this amazing Living a Supernatural Life book, 
and then the study guide, Walking the Supernatural Life. And uh, Bill Johnson wrote the foreword to this book. And so I'm teaching you how you can have peace in the midst of a storm. You can have the fruit of self-control when everything is around you is going crazy. And how to have supernatural character because it's a supernatural life. And I just love this. So part one is a supernatural God. Part two is it takes character. Part three is enforcing the victory of Calvary. And then the last part is all things are possible. Now, when you say all things are possible, tell me about the the lady that had seven tumors. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't even know she had any. (laughs) That's what's amazing. I was just doing, you know, some prayer ministry at the end of a a, a meeting in Anaheim, California. And, um, And so I go over to this one lady, and I just said, I just was like filled with faith. I laid my hand on her head and I just said, be healed. Well, the next thing I know, this lady gets up and she runs out of the room. I don't know what's going on because I just continue on. Well, then I get a report. She, this is kind of graphic. She goes into the restroom. She passed seven tumors from her colon and she, and I got a report she was supernaturally healed of colon cancer that night through a simple declaration over her. So right now, I just want to speak over anybody out there that's got tumors. And I just say, let them dissolve. Let them go away. Because in Jesus, all things are possible. And you were specifically healed of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, I I want you to pray that right now, because I believe anyone that has that or any form of lymphoma is going to be healed if you only believe what James is going to proclaim. That's great. So, Sid, you and I, we agree together. We agree with people who are listening right now, whether for you or one of your family members, because we can stand in faith for someone else. And what we've received, we have authority to give away. So I speak right now over you. I just see right now, it's like the Holy Spirit is coming upon people, and he's weaving almost like a cocoon around you. And there's a warmth, almost like liquid honey. And there's like a warmth that's coming upon some people right now in the name of Jesus. And they're, they're getting like a chrysalis. They're being woven into a cocoon of God's love. And it's the healing presence of the Lord. And I see this right now. And you're being enveloped. And so like a Holy Spirit wrap. And you're being enveloped into the healing presence of God. And now, and so I speak the fire and the love, because this is about the love. Oh. And, and by the way, this is not just lymphoma. This is anything. I can tell you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with it. It's a supernatural culture. It's a supernatural life. So whatever your need is right now, I just speak this healing zone. It's a healing zone. It's a presence zone. It's an open heaven. I see this cocoon of this, and you're being wrapped in the supernatural love. Because, see, it's, that's character, and character carries gifting. Character draws gifting. So right now, we just speak the love of God. 
We speak the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's coming upon you right now, right where you're at. Even as I went and just laid my hand upon that one lady, and then she passed the seven uh, tumors out of her colon, she ended up being totally declared clean, clear, and free of all cancer. So I speak over you right now, where there might be cancer or, or, or it might be a thyroid condition, it might be a, 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 a scoliosis, I say, uh, you're being wrapped in the supernatural love of God because only love can make a miracle. And Jesus' love is being manifested to you right now. And so something good is just about to happen. Now, speaking of something good, you've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak, for the future. Uh, you saw something that's starting to happen right now with Syria. What did you see? Oh, well, I've been prophesying for over a decade, Sid, that in the year 2013 and the 2014, and here's what I've said for a decade, while all eyes would be on Iran and should be, that the greater threat would come out of Syria. And I saw chemical warfare coming out of Syria, and then that Syria then would, it would try to spill over uh, like a bouldering cauldron was the phrase that was given to me. A bouldering cauldron would begin in 2013, spill over into 2014, and then Syria would then try to uh, retake the Golan Heights. But in turn, the Lord gave me uh, out of the Psalms, and he said that the shields of the earth belong to the Lord. So we're to pray forth for something greater than the Iron Dome. We're to pray forth the shields of the Lord, the, uh, the shields of the earth that belong to the Lord to be arisen, uh, to rise up for supernatural protection for Israel. So I just speak that forth, but I just say there's a boiling, there's a boiling cauldron, there's a boiling cauldron, there's a boiling cauldron that's happening in the, in the Middle East. And, and so and, and we just say uh, that um, uh, God is going to use all of this for uh, visitations, and he's going to use the backdrop of darkness because Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But there will be a light that will shine, and even kings will come to the brightness of its shining. And so we just speak forth, even in the midst of devastation, the Lord gave me a dream recently. Everywhere there's devastation, there'll be transformation. So we speak forth the light that overpowers darkness, and we call forth the shields of the Lord, of the shields of the earth that belong to the Lord to arise to give supernatural protection for the nation of Israel in this hour. Very briefly. Tell me about what God showed you about the increase of detail in words of knowledge that are coming. Oh, yeah. I had a voice of the Lord came to me in just December and said that the uh, seeds of the prophets and the seers had sown over the last decade has now come into fruition. Therefore, there'll be an increase of the gift of a word of knowledge and creating a culture of the fear of the Lord, that's a real important word, increasing the atmosphere and the culture of the fear of the Lord and, and signs and wonders. And so I, I am believing this. I'm praying this for my own life. And I pray that over all the people who are listening right now. Let there be an increase of the gifts of the Spirit. Let there be greater detail. Let there be greater faith. Let there be a greater empowering. Let there be greater effect. 
for Jesus Christ's sake. Okay, and the last thing I need to ask you, tell me about the visitation you saw of the warrior angel. Oh, wow, Sid, you're awesome. So, just this last July, uh, and as soon as I, I moved into, uh, sold my family farm, and I moved into a new house, and, and it's a whole big story, but this angel came and appeared the first night that I was in my new home, stood at the end of my bed. It was a warrior angel, and, uh, and, and, and he was dressed in a military uniform, and he looks right at me, wakes me up, and the voice of the Lord through the angel comes in and says, Attention, be on the alert. So it's an hour for the watchman to mount the walls of intercession. And it's an hour for us to enter into crisis intervention through the power of intercession. And I just declare, warrior angels, warrior angels, warrior angels are being released to you and for your household and for power of protection uh, uh, of the Lord in even difficult, evil days that we'll be given supernatural protection in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, James, there is so much that God is showing you and has shown you, but the most important thing I know is for a believer to be equipped and mentored by a solid citizen in the kingdom on supernatural gifts, how they operate, but more important, how they're going to operate in your life and a supernatural character and how that will operate in your life. And that will make the difference. So we have the Living a Supernatural Life, brand new book right off the press, the workbook for audio CDs. It's for you. It's for your family. It's for your house group. It's for your congregation. It's for get people equipped. I wish I had had this mentoring as a brand new believer. It's entirely scriptural based, available for a gift of $49. Call her right today. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.